Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back or welcome to another episode of Warden's Wisdom. I'm your host, Jimmy Warden. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking all about transparency in teaching and specifically how some of these concepts are played out in real life. And on today's episode, I actually get the honor and privilege of speaking with a role model and mentor of mine who has now also turned into a dear friend and colleague. And that person is Mr. Steve Boudreau. Steve, uh, a little bit of background on him. He's a teacher at the Ryan School in Tewksbury, Massachusetts, specifically uh, PE. And this year he's actually teaching science as well. And he is also taught at the Leonard School in Lawrence, Massachusetts. He currently is also the head basketball coach of the Tewksbury uh, boys basketball varsity team. He's served as their assistant head coach for a couple of years, and now uh, he'll be taking over the reins uh, in the following year. He is also a former uh, college basketball player and assistant coach uh, at Keene State University, and he was also a player at North Andover High School, and that's how Steve and I are actually connected. We're both from North Andover, Massachusetts, and while he was at Keene State, he was a two-year captain excuse me, not two-year, three-year captain, and a very pivotal role in really being transparent with his teammates and really trying to set that great example in terms of how to get things done at that level. Um, And he served a similar role at North Andover High School, where he was a varsity player for three years, starter for two years, as well as team captain. And I felt like it would be really great to have him on the podcast just because He is one of the most high character people that I've met in my lifetime, which is why he's always been a big role model for me ever since I was young. I think I first started really uh, seeing him as that when I was in middle school and he was in high school and he was just going out and always, always doing the right things. Um, and, And he was also, you know, from day one, when I met him, he's always been a very honest and transparent person, which is why, again, he was a great person to have this conversation with. So if you're curious about some of our thoughts in regards to how you can be more transparent, not only just in teaching, but also in life, uh, sit back and relax because we're about to dive into this conversation. Uh, Before that, a quick word from our sponsors. All right. So as promised, folks, uh, we're now here with Steve Boudreau. Steve, how are you? Jimmy, doing well, man. What a beautiful Saturday morning. The uh, the weather's starting to turn, so uh, spring is upon us. That indeed it is. That indeed it is. So, you know, I'm really thanks. I just want to say thank you first and foremost for just coming on to the podcast and having this conversation with me today. I think it's a really important topic, not just, you know, for us as educators and other educators out there, but, you know, as well as just people, uh, because a lot of, I think, what we're going to talk about today can, can translate. Uh, into some of those more, um, not just education scenarios, but any uh, any type of real life scenarios too. So I gave a little bit of background information, you know, a little bit about who you are, um, how we met, you know, we're both North Andover guys. I gave a little bit of a short trajectory of some of the things that you've done that have led, to, led you uh, to where you are now. So maybe if you wanted to maybe provide a little bit more insight or a little bit more detail in terms of, you know, what, what are you up to now and what has led you down that path to where you are at this point? Sure. And, and, and Jimmy, I want to thank you um, 
for, for inviting me on. I, I, I find that the Warden's Wisdom podcast is, um, it, it's honest. I think you're extremely vulnerable about who you are um, and the things that you're, maybe you're really good at and the things that you're still working on. Um, and then the other thing that, that, that I'm always blown away is everything that you talk about on this is research-based, right? You have, you, you've kind of studied the science behind it. Um, and for that, um, I find myself drawn to it, uh, listening and learning. So, um, you know, so thank you for having me on, but I also want you to thank you. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Um, cause, cause it is making a difference. Um, in terms of, uh, of kind of what I'm up to now, um, I am currently a fifth and sixth grade physical education teacher, um, at the Ryan school in Tewksbury, Mass. Um, I'm in my sixth year of teaching. Uh, this is my second year in Tewksbury. Um, and believe it or not, due to the global pandemic, uh, my job has been reassigned for the 2020-2021 school year, and I am teaching uh, sixth grade science right now. So um, I, I was throwing a curveball and, and kind of having to, uh, to adjust on the fly and make it work. Um, I also coach basketball. Um, <clears throat> I just finished my, my second year uh, with, with the Tewksbury uh, High School varsity team. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing that role um, as, the, as the head coach of the program. In terms of kind of, you know, why I do what I do and um, teaching and coaching, I think uh, I love working with people. You know, I, I, I couldn't um, sit in a cubicle all day. I couldn't sit behind a phone all day and make yeah, phone you calls. You both, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I almost in a way need that instant gratification and that communication uh, but I like to see people and, and myself included overcome challenges, um, kind of see growth in a person, see growth in a team. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, you know, seeing positive change and, and, and hopefully, you know, encouraging young people to feel positive about themselves and proud of themselves and accomplished um, is really the reason why I kind of got into the work of a teacher and a coach. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and, you know, I think like, I would say in terms of, cause, cause you and I are very similar in that sense. Um, for those that might not know, I don't know if I've mentioned it on my podcast at all, but I think I did a little bit in the origins, but you know, I too teacher basketball coach. And I think the, the driving force behind both of our, our paths is definitely, you know, like you said, trying to really make a difference and really instill that not into just all of the, the people that we interact with, but especially those people that, going back to even something that you mentioned about, about me, um, is just like those kids that, that might not be, uh, in that space where they're ready to be vulnerable and really show their, their true selves. Um, I think it's really great in the sense that you're, you're able to really kind of help a lot of those kids and, and really kind of pick them up a little bit, metaphorically speaking, and allow them to see themselves, um, for who they really are, um, which is, you know, everything that, I think not just students and, and players need, but people need. Uh, so I think that that's, it's amazing that you're able to do that on a, on a consistent basis. Um, and we're specifically, you know, today's, today's main idea that we're trying to hit upon is like the topic of like transparency and really just being honest, right? And something that I was, curious about um you know has there been anyone or maybe if there are several people that really have instilled that value of transparency and being honest uh in you like the, is there anyone that instilled those values in you at a younger age that you can remember well the first thing i think growing up in north andover 
um, you know, obviously a community that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and, and I think, you know, for a young person to grow up, there's a lot of different uh, branches, so to speak, for, in, in order for a person to succeed. Um, and, and I'm no different. You know, I think, uh, number one, my parents were, were extremely transparent with me, extremely honest, um, you know, and, and I'm lucky to have a great relationship with both my mom and my dad. Um, but, but I think they, they pushed the right buttons. You know, as I can look back now and say that maybe in the moment it was a little frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I didn't probably understand why I had to finish my homework before going to football practice when I was in the fifth grade. Sure. Um, but, uh, but I think my parents have been extremely supportive. Um, but, but also truth tellers, right. And, and, and when I wasn't, you know, performing at, at the highest level in terms of my character as a, or as a person, um, or, or, or being a responsible, you know, young person or young adult, um, mm -hmm. you know, they let me know. Um, so I think, you know, my, I'm lucky to have a really supportive family. I think that's number one. Number two, I think the transparency that sports can provide, um, is, is invaluable, you know, and, and, and as I grew up and I, and I, and I kind of reflect on the coaches that, that I've had in my life, um, you know, those, all, the, those people also instilled that transparency. Um, you know, coach McVeigh, who, who was our, our high school basketball coach is someone who, um, is probably as genuine a person as it gets. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's someone that uh, is going to tell you the truth, but he's also going to put his arm around you and tell you that, tell, tell you that he loves you. Um, you know, played for, um, coach Rafferty, uh, who, who I played football for in high school. He was the same way, a straight shooter, you know, very upfront, very honest. Um, and, and then in college, you know, working, uh, playing and then coaching with um, Rob Colbert up at Keene State. I just think those three people um, from a coaching standpoint mm -hmm. really helped shape who I am. Uh, and then the, the, the third branch is probably um, the teachers. You know, I was fortunate to have a lot of great teachers in my life. Um, the role that the North Andover Youth Center played in my life yeah. Um, you know, with, with Rick Gorman and, and, um, you know, his full-time staff and, um, you know, obviously growing up at the youth center, working at the youth center. Um, I think, you know, that combination, but, but, but again, it comes back to the community, right? I think the community, um, was very supportive. I think my family is very supportive. Um, and, you know, you talk about how it takes a village to, to, to raise a person. And, and, and yeah. I was fortunate to have a lot of people support me. Yeah, and that's I, that's awesome, and and it's so great that you were able to to have not just like one or two, uh, but there were several people from from what I gathered, and like you said, within that North Andover community, and then as you continued on to uh, Keene State, and you know, I would I would agree with you too, where you know when when I think of that idea of transparency uh, within myself, is that you know totally agree with you on Coach McVeigh um at being that person of super high character but he'll also let you know like hey you know you are not living up to your potential he might say it in a different way um, yeah yeah he had some some nice uh one-liners that he used to he used to tell us i'm sure back in the day i don't know I, I try to keep the podcast a little bit clean in terms of the language but uh <laughs> you know he, he would he might say something he might say something that might be a little gruff we'll say but you know he's also like you said the first person to um to put his arm around you because i remember you know our senior year when unfortunately we bowed out um i think at the same point in time that you guys bowed out your senior year where we were one game away from 
the the sectional finals and and it was such a such a uh disappointment um and challenge that that we faced and we were all very emotional and but the first thing that he told us in the locker room from what i remember is you know guys i just want to say i love you um and, and then he went on to to explain why and and that value of transparency was was really apparent with him and uh you know my parents too i'm definitely very lucky that that i was able to have both of my parents in my life and um like you said too i i think sometimes when when we're younger and, and our rationality and reasoning is still being developed we don't always understand like what our parents are doing for us until after the fact and that even connects to something that uh rick gorman always talks about is that uh he has this phrase of um you know hold people accountable and and there is a, a level of transparency included in that uh you know hold people accountable hold kids accountable now they might not thank you now but they'll thank you later uh, and that's something that I always think about too. And, and that's a, another guy who, who has also instilled that value in me, which is uh, again, super, super important. If, if you want to be the bet, not just the best version of you, but just really also have a high quality character. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, I, I'd be remiss to, to, to not tell this, but one great thing about, uh, about coach McVeigh as well is, um, you, you know, when you talk about how genuine he is, I'll never forget this after every single game um, when that final buzzer would, um, you know, would go off or whatever after, right after that handshake line, the first thing he does is go over uh, and give his wife a hug and a kiss. Right. And like, you yeah. want to talk about like, you know, and, and, and finally kind of getting on the varsity stage last year um, when my wife was in the stands, like that was something that, that I thought about almost every, every single game, right. The game yeah. ends, um, and, and I could just see, I can picture him right now walking across the court, um, diagonally where, where, where Mrs. McVeigh would sit and, and, and he'd go check in on her and, and, and tell her he loved her. And, 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 and um, you want to talk about someone who's genuine and authentic, that example to me, um, understanding that sometimes things are bigger than basketball and, and, and your family is the most important thing. What a, um, what a neat example for a, for a young adult. Oh, absolutely. I love, I love that you say that too, because it's like, it goes back. I heard this quote of um, when you compete, right. When you're competing uh, in sport or, you know, whatever you might be competing in is that during that time of the competition, right. That's the only thing that matters, but once it's over, you got to realize it doesn't matter at all. And like you said, it, it's, it's a lot bigger um, than basketball. So I'm actually really glad you brought that up. That's such a such another great example of how how transparent uh, coach was in who he was as a person and what he valued. Um, so now I'm curious, and it's a nice time to segue a little bit here where um, I was curious if there, because one thing that I think about in terms of, of transparency, right, it's it's awesome to, to have people that are transparent with you, uh, but it also, there's tends to be, and I think when we, we talked, touched upon a little bit when we were younger, there was a little bit of disconnect um, from when people might've been telling us something and we might not have necessarily agreed with it. And I think that might actually stem from the fact that, um, we as individuals aren't always transparent with ourselves. Um, so I was curious, uh, if there, and we'll, we'll kind of go twofold on this, you know, have, have there been any times where you haven't been transparent with yourself and it kind of hindered you in any way? Um, and we'll, we'll touch upon that first. And then I was thinking we could also kind of 
piggyback off of that and just talk about how maybe transparency within ourselves has led to some positive breakthroughs. So any times that you haven't been super honest with yourself and it's kind of held you back in any way? Yeah, so uh, the first thing that comes to mind is my first year teaching. Um, I was teaching in Lawrence, Mass. I was teaching sixth grade science. Um, and I had a handful of students in my classroom who are um, English language learners. And they yep. were pretty brand new to the country. Um, maybe been in, been in the United States six months, nine months, only a year. So the, um, the, their, level, their proficiency uh, level of English was, was really low. Um, not through any fault of their own. It was just, they were just new to the country um, and new to the language. And my first year teaching, um, I don't think I really understood how to A, best uh, support those students mm. uh, and, and accommodate and modify work that, that they would be able to do. And um, I found myself throughout that year getting, or even the first half of the year, getting really frustrated with those students. Um, and you know, when I'm having them read something or write something, I just didn't understand, you know, I wanted them to work harder, um, where I, I really missed the boat in terms of, well, you as a teacher are not giving them the accessibility to be able to succeed. Um, so that was one, that's one that really sticks out in my mind. And, and thank goodness, I was able to correct those mistakes, um, you know, moving forward as I, as I learn more about how to be an effective teacher. Um, and support English language learners or um, students on, IE, on an IEP, et cetera. Um, but that's one that like, it, it kind of burns in my brain because I didn't do, uh, I didn't do right by those students in, in, yeah. in that moment. Yeah. And it's, I hear you on that. It's, it is a challenge, um, you know, and, and I won't try to go down uh, this path too far and, and get away from the topic, but I mean, you know, with the, that concept of like just being a teacher, it's such a, an immense responsibility uh, for those that might not know it. And I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Um, that is like a whole nother podcast, two, three <laughs> in and of itself. A series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's and it's interesting that you brought that up because, you know, I, I have a couple of things that kind of stick out to me, too, where I, last year I actually worked down in Salem, Mass. And we also had a pretty high level of uh, English language learner population and and like you said, it's not that it's not that they're not, at least in the moment, like I also kind of had some of those similar feelings of like, like what this kid is just like not doing it. Like they, yeah. they don't under, like they're not trying. I don't know what it was. And, but there was a little bit of disconnect of like, oh, it's not that they're not trying. It's just that like they, they genuinely don't understand because yeah. it's literally a foreign language to them. Yeah. Right. And then I think once you and I, and I would agree, like once that light bulb really right really lit up it was like okay i do need to pull from here from here to help them um access the content and another quick little story is like is um i had a student my first year this is my first year teaching and it was i don't know if i've told you this story but it was it was pretty pretty crazy in the sense that i had no idea what to do right so Long story short, we had, we're, we're in math class, everybody's doing their work. And this, this is my first time, like a kid's like just straight up refusing work. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he says, I'm not doing this. And then just stands up and he blew right out of the classroom and slammed the door. And I thought to myself, like, okay, um, nothing in student teaching has prepared me for this. <laughs> right. And so then, you know, after reflecting, I realized like, oh, all right, like this student 
you know, he has a lot of social emotional challenges, right? So first and foremost, it's just hard for him to access learning because of all the anxiety that he's facing because of the fact that he was also, um, you know, depressed and, and that in and of itself, you know, he, he didn't have a great self image, right? He didn't value himself. So that the, all of those layers and then also having me make, like having him try to do something that's out of his reach, I was actually setting him up for failure. Um, so I wasn't really completely honest with myself in that where I was not allowing him that opportunity to be successful. But it's interesting because after that, you know, there was that moment. But since then, that that kid has actually him and I actually we still have a relationship to this day. And I had him in class, I think it was three, three years ago now, um, because I'm now in my fourth year and this is my first year teaching. But just kind of one of those, one of those learning moments. And the fact that, you know, we've had some learning moments, I was curious, we can now kind of segue into any times where, and I think we've already touched upon it a little bit where like we had that breakthrough of like being more transparent. And then we were able to then um, allow those kids to be more successful and, and feel good about themselves. But are there any other examples that you can think of off the top of your head or are you talking about uh, a breakthrough or are you talking about maybe shortcomings? Uh, great. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, yeah. More. Yeah. We'll segue now into more of the, the breakthroughs. Sure. Um, so I think, you know, again, for me personally, um, I, I played basketball at, at Keene State College. Obviously, Jimmy, we're, we're both Division three basketball players or uh, alums of Division three basketball. Yeah. Um, but but I think growing up, I, I, from a work ethic standpoint, from a production standpoint, as a high school player, I, I, I knew what it took to be a good high school player. Um, but I didn't know what it took to be a good college player. And again, I was an average Division three basketball player. Um, I, I um, you know, had a, had, a, had a decent career um, in terms of statistically, but, but didn't light the world on fire by, by any stretch. But um, I didn't know until my junior year um, or I wasn't honest with myself until my junior year in college of what it really was going to take to be a good college basketball player. And um, I had a, we, we had a transfer um, uh, who came in and, and, and was the same year as me. And, and we ended up being roommates. And when I tell you that this person um, was the hardest working, uh, most prepared basketball player I've ever played or, or ever seen in my life, um, and as a roommate, I, once I started to see his work ethic and then once I started to see mine, I'm like, geez, there's a, there's a pretty big gap. And guess what? There's a pretty big gap in, in our ability as well in terms of production on the floor. Um, and, and that forced me to be transparent myself. I started, you know, essentially following this person, my, my teammate around um, and, uh, and learning from him and, and essentially copying what he was doing and how he approached um, his time in the weight room, his time in the training room, his time on the floor, his time before practice, after practice. Um, so as a player, um, you know, I think that, and, and that I think helped me kind of break through um, in, in that year, my junior year was the best year of my career. And, and I look at that uh, as the prime reason why. Um, I think the second thing in terms of, of being transparent with yourself and, and, and being a truth teller, um, my second example would be now as a teacher, right? You're, you're planning a lesson every single day. Um, and I think it's easy to teach the lesson and then go on to the, the next day's lesson. Um, where I really think 
effective teachers reflect on each day, right? And so in my lesson plans, um, I actually have a, have a box at the bottom of each lesson and it says um, next year's notes slash how could it be better? You know, so every single day after each lesson, I am um, taking notes and, and, and quickly identifying ways that I could have made that lesson better. Sometimes I'm able to implement that change immediately, right? Mm -hmm. Right before my next class. Um, and then if not, then I'm definitely going to be aware of it as I, you know, teach that same subject, that same material uh, the following year. Awesome. Yeah. And it's interesting. You brought up the, uh, you know, when you were in college, you know, and think those are two great examples, by the way. Um, cause I actually had a pretty similar experience where, um, you know, my freshman year I came in and I had a, I had a junior at the time, a couple of juniors kind of take me under their wing and we definitely worked out a lot and we were, you know, we were really trying to be on that path of, you know, being the best versions of ourselves that we could be in that setting. And, and it was interesting because we started off real hot, you know, in the sense that we're like working out every day, you know, getting to the gym, getting shots up. And then as we kind of started getting more into like the grind of the daily, you know, the daily grind of the season, we started backing away from that a little bit. So like I was going to the gym a little bit less and getting less shots up and, and as a result, like, cause I, I was actually, you know, I, I was actually pretty lucky in the sense that my freshman year, um, at the beginning of the year, I was able to kind of get in that rotation. Uh, I think I might've even started a couple of games, but then it was, you could see the correlation between, you know, when I slowed that work ethic down outside of practice time, that's when my minutes also started to minimize as well. So it's that constant consistency and being honest with yourself of like, am I actually doing everything that I can to not only be prepared, but be ready for battle when I do take the court. And that was kind of like a back and forth. And I think it, it was tough because once those guys graduated, um, it was then I was a junior at the, at that point in time. And I still don't think I was quite at the level of maturity to, to continue that and like set that tone. I tried to as best as I could. Um, but then it was really my senior year where that I was like, all right, like, you know, this is the last go around. And, and I, I was the one that was really trying to set the example for some of the younger guys as best as I could. And I think it wasn't really until um, my senior year where it really kind of started to click. Uh, but Hey, you know, better late than never in terms of that. And um I would too. I, it's interesting you bring up the the reflection of each day after a lesson because I actually engage in a pretty similar practice of you know what I kind of think of you know what went well today because I'll if it goes well you know the whole adage of like if it's not broke like don't fix it so if it goes well, you know, try to repeat that, especially if it has something to do, I, I know if looking through the, the math lens, you know, if it has to do with any specific math skills that they're building, like we'll probably try to do that as like a routine on a consistent basis. And then in terms of more of the conceptual understanding, whatever the subject might be is, you know, you think to yourself, like, did we actually get to where we were trying to go today? And if not, like, why is that? And I think that that question of why asking ourselves why is really the key to unlocking that transparency and being honest with like what else needs to be done in order to make sure that we all accomplish what it is that we need to.
And now <clears throat> I think this is also a good time to, to keep, keep segueing here. Um, I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, transparency with ourselves, where it's came from. Um, and we've also talked, we've touched a little bit about, touched upon a little bit about, you know, where we've, where we've seen transparency have a positive effect on somebody else, you know, whether it be, uh, we've talked specifically about students, um, as well as, you know, with hindering and having some breakthroughs. Uh, were there any times, maybe any of your time coaching where you've been transparent with some of your players and that's had a positive effect on them? Sure. And I think, you know, one thing that, that I believe Jimmy is, is teaching is very similar to coaching and coaching is very similar to teaching. Right. So I think, you know, I, I know that I'm bouncing back and forth from, from coaching basketball and then teaching students um, more in the classroom, but I think there's just so much merit and there's so much crossover um, mm. that I think it's, it's, it's a worthwhile um, ping pong, so to speak, between coaching yeah. and teaching. Um, in terms of coaching um, and, and seeing breakthroughs in players, um, one thing I tried to do this year and, and, and had some success with it was watching film um, with our players, but more in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think one thing as a coach and a teacher that you want to be is you want to be available right? You want to be available. And, and when a student um, reaches out for extra help, I want to make sure that, that, that I can meet those needs and, and be there for that student. When a player is reaching out for uh, maybe, you know, an extra workout or a film session, mm -hmm. I want to be available. Um, and I think that um, one of the things that, that I was able to accomplish this year with, with our one-on-one -on -one film sessions was uh, it was just a really, it created a really strong learning environment for, I think the player and the coach. Yeah. Um, and we were able to be really transparent and honest with each other um, about, you know, uh, was that a good shot or, or was that not a great shot for our team? Um, you know, pausing the video and saying, okay, where's the pass? Where's the correct pass? Um, or, you know, pausing it and say, what, what do you see here? Um, and I think a, I think asking the right questions is super important to, to, to students uh, and to players. Um, but B, I think you have to create that kind of um, relationship and trust. So then you can make that breakthrough. Um, and I guess I tell that story because it was really um, exciting and, and powerful to me as a coach to see what we worked on in the film room translate um, to results on the basketball court. Awesome. And I, and I was, you talk specifically about like that one-on-one -on -one setting. Do you feel like because it was that type of setting that allowed, do you think that allowed players to be a little bit more transparent with you? Um, whereas, you know, cause I know sometimes at least whether it's again, the court or the classroom, if you're, you know, you're trying to be honest with a student or a player or whomever within a group setting, it can kind of be a little bit more challenging because there's that fine line of like, Oh, I'm, I'm being transparent, but also like, is, how is this person taking it emotionally? Right. Um, so do you feel like the one-on-one -on -one setting helps them be a little bit more vulnerable and be a little bit more open? And, yeah, and, that, and that was the word I was going to use. Right. I think, I yeah. think it can be really challenging, um, you know, for anyone, but especially for young adults, um, you know, who are still kind of working through who they are and being comfortable with, in, in their own skin. Um, 
So I think the one-on-one setting or even a small group setting provides, um, I do think it, it, it allows that player to be more vulnerable. I also think it's important to understand that, you know, students and players, they, they all learn differently, right? Yeah. Um, what works for player A might not work for player B. Um, and, and as a teacher and a coach, I think you're constantly searching for the right buttons to push um, and constantly searching for what can I do to set this player? What can I do to set this student up for success? Awesome. Yeah, and I, and I think I would agree with you 100% on, on a lot of those points that you brought up. Um, and I think this is a good time too, because we've been talking a lot about, you know, the value of transparency, you know, when, when we were younger, how that was instilled upon us, and then as well as, you know, where it's, where it's manifested within our, our different realms, both in the classroom and on the court. Um, but something that we haven't really Maybe we have, maybe we've kind of touched upon a little bit, but I I think this is also a a really great question to segue into, but why is it so important for us, um, you know, specifically as teachers, coaches, mentors, and maybe even we can kind of lump that in with kind of just like people in general. Um, Like, why is it so important for, for people to be transparent with those that they interact with? Yeah. So I think um, number one, you know, I think one of the, one of the, the most powerful things that I've learned through teaching is that students learn through feedback, right? And, and, and students crave feedback. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm currently in, in um, uh, getting my master's at Southern New Hampshire University. And I, uh, I submit assignments every third, assignments are due on Thursday and Sunday. Yep. And, you know, I submit the assignment and then I, I, I'm, I'm checking three, four times a day. Did I get the grade back? Did I get the grade back? Did I get the feedback? Right. right? And I'm craving that feedback. I, I, I want to know how I did. Right. I want to know uh, where could I improve? I want to know, you know, what my grade was. Um, so I'm no different. Right. Than than a student. Uh, I'm no different than a player. But I think, um, you know, it's important to be transparent because I, I just think a because of, of, of what I talked about the feedback. But B, I think it's important to as a teacher and a coach, it, it can't be kumbaya land all the time, right? It can't be, we're not teaching if we're just, um, you know, kind of the mindset of everything's perfect, right? Or we're just kind of, um, you know, sailing along with without that, creating that learning environment. So I think as a teacher, you know, in order to, to, to get those breakthroughs, in order to search for those breakthroughs, um, I think you got to identify the problem, right? Or identify the behavior that you want to change. Um, I think you have to continuously check for understanding, right? I think I, I use that all the time in class. Um, I want to I wanna check, check what students know um, and, and by continuously asking the right question. And then the third thing is if the students are not understanding or the players are not understanding the, the point that you're trying to drive home, how do you respond to error, right? How do you respond to error? How do you, um, you know, teach the mistake? And um, one thing I use, all the time. And I stole this from, from John McVeigh, who's the um, head coach of, at Brooks is he encourages his players to make new mistakes, making mistakes. Um, we're all going to make mistakes. Right. But I think that whole power, I think the idea of making a new mistake and not making the same one over and over again is a, it is just a great way to frame it. Um, and and the, at the end of the day, when a player or a student makes a new mistake, that's, the exciting part of a teacher and a coach of now you get to correct it, 
right? And, and try to get that light bulb to go off in that student or that player's head um, to better understand the material. Yeah, that's, and wow, so many, so many great points there. And it's, I'm actually glad you even brought up the um, making new mistakes. Cause I actually, after, cause we actually talked like last week just to kind of, or yeah, I think it was about a week and a half ago, just to kind of catch up, see how the other, the other person was doing. And, and I stole that from, uh, from you guys, the make new mistakes. And, and it's cool because there's a lot more of that buy-in. And I think there's that understanding of, of then, if you're continuously making the same mistake, right? There's there's actually no learning happening. Whereas if there are new mistakes being made, then there's some type of progression taking place within the context of learning. Uh, so that's actually something I just want to say I, I stole from you guys, but and and I'm really glad that I did because it's working super well. Um, so thank you for that. And and it was interesting too because when you talked about the the kumbaya and like life is beautiful all the time and everything's great like that's not reality right and and, and i totally agree with you there and i think personally where if we're not something that i believe in like if we're not being as transparent as we can with whether it be students whether it be players whether it be people that we work with people in our own lives within our own relationships if we're not being transparent with people we're doing them a disservice, right? Because they might view something completely in a different way, which again, happens due to the nature of, of perspective. But, but at the same token, if, if you don't at least say your piece in terms of your honest and transparent thoughts on whatever the matter is, you know, they'll never come full circle in terms of maybe then reflecting, hmm, like, am I perhaps in the wrong? Because I know that was something that was like a big challenge for me, like growing up. And this will actually be a good kind of segue into one of the final questions. But anyways, but like growing up, like I had, a, I had a very hard time seeing when I was wrong. Um, you know, there were times like where, you know, when I made some some big mistakes where like, yes, like that was the wrong decision. But in in that moment, when I was making that decision, I couldn't see it. Right. So it was it was good to hear from others. Right. And having their transparent view of no, like that actually wasn't the right decision, Jimmy. And even though like I might have disagreed with, um, you know, that person or those people at the time, like it eventually did kind of come full circle. And I really understood, you know, that where they were coming from because they were being honest and they were telling me the why behind it. And I think that's another thing that you were touching upon there too, is like explaining kids, explaining to kids and just like people understanding the why behind whatever it is um, that you're doing and whatever it is that you're, that you're trying to be honest about, because I think there, there tends to be some, some um, lack of transparency there if there's not as great of an understanding behind the why of having that conversation. So, all right, this is actually, like I said, this would be a good little segue. And this is, this is something that was actually a little personal question I was curious about. I, I don't know if we really talked about it too much. I know we, we talked about it a little bit a couple of years back. So, and I'll, I'll touch upon it really quickly. And I, and I would actually love to kind of get your view on this too. Um, so feel free to, to add as much uh, detail to this narrative as, as you can. But uh, for those of you that don't know, um, you know, so like I said, Steve and I, both North Andover guys, grew up. I, was, I watched Steve play when he was in high school. I even watched him play a few games while he was in college. And then it started to kind of come full circle when 
I started, I got into college and then I started doing uh, this program that's run by Rick Gorman and it's run at the youth center. Steve is also very heavily involved and he does a really great job directing traffic in that, in that realm. But it's a, it's a basketball skills uh, program called BST where, um, you know, it's high school level, college level skill development. Um, and there was a specific summer and it's interesting. And it was actually the, I remember this very vividly. Um, it was the summer after my sophomore year of college and I was going into my junior year. Uh, I was 20 years old and lack of better terms, I just mentally was not into it that summer. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I just was not I was not feeling as passionate about basketball as I had been throughout my entire life. Um, and as a result of that lack of passion, kind of with that burning, that passion kind of burning out, fizzling out at that point in time, my performance at BST was affected as well as my, my demeanor, my ability to take and accept feedback and, and push through adversity. Um, and, you know, you and Rick, and, and, and I know I thanked you uh, in it and I'm, and that's one thing that was challenging that, and again, it was a growth thing for me where it took me a few years to really realize like when you guys are being transparent, like you guys weren't trying to put me down. You guys weren't trying to, you know, tell me I wasn't good. You guys weren't telling me anything like that. You were in fact trying to do the opposite, but were you guys perhaps giving me some of those tough love moments? probably. And at the time, did I not want to hear some of those tough love statements? Probably just because of where I was at mentally and emotionally um, and how that affected me then physically in terms of not being able to do the things I would normally do. Because the summer before that, um, I had a pretty good summer in terms of, you know, my engagement, my work ethic and my and my overall level of improvement throughout the few months. It, but it was almost like a, a complete 180 where the summer before 19 year old Jimmy was like determined, motivated, driven, you know, doing all the extra things. And then 20 year old Jimmy was just not having any of that. And you guys definitely probably were thinking like, what the heck's going on? Um, so I was curious, you know, what were you and Rick kind of hoping for in terms of like trying to be transparent with me and like, what was really, um, you know, what was really fueling you guys in the sense that like, why, like, why didn't you give up on me? Because, you know, looking back on it, like you very easily, you guys could have just, you know, kicked me out of the program. And I know you've done that before uh, to other folks. And, um, you know, and, but because of the fact that BST is a very transparent program, and it's basically, you know, like, you're, you're either with us, you're on the ship with us sailing towards this, towards this goal, or, or you're not. Um, so I was curious, you know, what, what were you guys thinking in terms of, you know, trying to be honest with me and also like what made you want to keep trying um, and not give up on me? Sure. So I, I also think it's important to preface that, you know, what we aim to accomplish at BST is, is um, you know, maximizing who the, the, the players in the gym are, but also the people, right? I think there's, there's kind of a, a, a focus on getting the player better, but also hopefully if we're doing our job, the person is improving. Um, and we, we do, uh, I think, create a pretty intense environment. I think it's an extremely challenging, difficult environment, um, whether it's, um, you know, the segment where you, in order to go home, you have to finish um, these certain drills or, you know, um, 
just trying to make each drill extremely challenging, extremely competitive yeah. uh, to hopefully provide that growth um, for both the player and the person. I, I, you know, I think about, you know, our philosophy at BST and my own coaching philosophy. I think the non-negotiables, right, are, um, and, and I stole this from, from, the, from Rob Colbert, who I played for at Keene State, but he always would say, your effort, your energy, and your attitude is a non-negotiable, right? Um, and I think that summer, Jimmy, the 20-year-old Jimmy, um, you know, I, I think your effort was always there. I don't know if 20-year-old Jimmy's attitude, right? I, I think it was, it, was, it was an ebb and flow. Um, and then I think your energy was, was, was mostly negative, right? It wasn't, a, it wasn't upbeat. It, wasn't, it was almost like you had a fixed mindset instead of a growth mindset, which again, as a 20-year-old, Look, I think that's a really difficult part of your life of, in terms of figuring things out. I mean, I'm 31 and I'm still trying to figure a whole lot of things out, right? In terms of how yeah. I can be a better person, a better coach, a better teacher. So by no means do I have all the answers. But when I think about, you know, us trying to be transparent with you, I think we were really trying to coach you and make you better. Um, and, and, and a lot of it revolved around your attitude and your energy, right? Um, and I think, so I think that's number one. I think number two is, Rick and I um, had known you for a very, very long time. Um, and I think we knew what you were capable of and we knew the potential that you had. Um, and I think that was probably the most frustrating part that summer for us because, you know, we, we knew the Jimmy Warden potential and we were just, we, we right, I, I think you could say probably you weren't making the progress that you were hoping for. Um, and as coaches and as teachers, we weren't helping you make that progress. So there was a disconnect. Um, and that did cause Jimmy for some, I would say, difficult conversations, right? Or some pretty intense moments where we got after you on the court in front of 15, 20 people about your energy, about your effort, about um, maybe your, your, your negativity or beating yourself up. Um, and that's where I guess I'm, I'm so proud of, of you and the person that you are. Um, did I ever think that summer that 20 year old Jimmy would be hosting a podcast, a successful podcast called Warden's Wisdom? No, I didn't. Um, you know, I didn't. Um, I, I, you know, if you told me that uh, eight, nine years ago, whatever it is, I'd probably tell you you're crazy. But this is a, I think this is a credit to you um, for kind of seeing that, realizing that um, and, um, and, and moving forward and, and becoming such a successful young man. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was a little, uh, a little touched by that. And thank you. And it, it definitely was a, it definitely was a challenge. And, and I think, you know, and I, and I, I can't thank you guys enough for, for continuing to, to do everything that you guys could uh, during that time. And, and, you know, if I, I would say, you know, if I, if I could do it, that's, a, that's the hardest part too, right? Because hindsight's always 2020, you know, um, you know, looking back and saying, you know, you wish you could have done this, you wish you could have done that. But, something that I've learned within that time frame um, is that you need that learning, right? Where it, like, would I be where I am now? Like if that hadn't happened to me, like, I don't know. Like if I had gone, if I didn't go through that, those mental challenges that honestly were mostly um, self instilled, like I was putting a lot of those things on myself. Um, 
I don't know if I, if I would be where I'm at now. And I don't know if, if it would have led to the learning that, that I've done uh, within that time. But, you know, I, I can't, like I said, thank you guys enough for, for not giving up and, and continuing, you know, to make sure that we still have positive relationships. And that's why I think it was um, a couple of years after that summer, before I, um, before I took my first job, I was home in North Andover for a little bit. And I think you guys were over at uh, Andover, uh, the Hoops for Hope in the summer. And, and I just wanted to, to have that conversation with you guys of being like, you know, I, I messed up, you know, and I, I did not take advantage of that summer the way that I should have. And, and, you know, just trying to really genuinely come forward to you guys, like as a man and, and say, like, I did not live up to my potential. And, and it was really essentially um, my own fault, because like I said, a lot of those, a lot of those blocks that I would, that were, I was experiencing were, were created by myself. Um, yeah. And, and, and Jimmy, that uh, Rick and I, you know, we'll, we'll probably reference that conversation a handful of times each year um, when we talk, but, but talk about, you want to talk about transparency. You want to talk being vulnerable. You want to talk about, you know, growth, um, being able after the fact three, four years down the road to be able to say, Hey, can, can we have a conversation? Um, and then essentially own it. Right. Um, that is a, to me, that's pretty remarkable, you know, and, and, um, if you weren't going to bring up the story over at Andover High School at Hoops for Hope, I was, uh, because it, because I think it meant, I think it, A, I, I, I think, and again, I don't want to speak for you, but I think it was um, probably therapeutic for you to get that off your chest, Absolutely. right? And then, you know, and then as, uh, you know, I can only speak for myself, um, but it was like a really, it almost kind of vindicated um, the work that we were doing. I mean, look, we knew when you were 20 years old, you weren't going to the NBA. I knew when I was 20 years old, I wasn't going to the NBA. So right. when you take a step back and you look at BST and you look at the basketball um, training aspect of it, it's more than that, right? It's, it's, yep. yes, it's basketball and being, being the best that you can be on the court. Um, but it's also, you know, developing people um, and, and just to, just to have that interaction, um, you know, that day was, um, was, was pretty special to me. Yeah, absolutely. And really, you know, just piggybacking off of that is, you know, it, like you said, it's more than basketball and also just taking the values and, and the, the work ethic and just like that mentality of, of going out and, and trying to earn your right, you know, cause that the, the, the piece that you were talking about of like having to do X, Y, and Z before you go home, it's, it's literally called earn your right to go home. Right? And um, <laughs> we still reference you by the way. <laughs> that's totally, yeah, totally fine. For those, for those that are curious, I was, I was notorious for being uh, the last finisher and, and it, it usually kind of took some, took some cheering on and some encouragement, but you know, nonetheless, it, it eventually always got done. Um, but yeah, you know, just really making sure that the guys that come through that, that program uh, not only know like that it it's when you're here, you're working and you're working hard and, but then also it, it translates, right? We want to, like you said, continue to have, have those con conversations and in those relationships, even after guys have left and then also seeing where they go. Um, and usually ends, ends up being like a lot of guys end up being successful in whatever area they pursue. And a lot of that I think has to do with the fact that, those values of work ethic, focus, energy, 
tension, you know, all those, all those things um, really come into play at BST, but also um, in life. I think Jimmy, uh, and, and I'll just say one more thing on this topic, but I think, um, you know, especially as a teacher and a coach, I think, and right now I think mental health is so important, um, especially in the middle of a global pandemic, but yeah. I think um, changing the mindset of, of a student learner or, or a player um, it can be probably the most challenging thing. Um, and, and it's something that, you know, I, I know as a player for me, my confidence, especially in college, you know, I had ebbs and flows and, and ups and downs in terms of my confidence. So to be able to, to stay steady and, and hopefully coach that, I think is important. And, and I think, you know, two words come to mind. I think number one is belief, right? I think you have to believe in yourself um, yes. as a coach and as a player um, and as a teacher. And then I think you also have to hopefully instill the value of resiliency, right? And when things don't go your way, how do you respond? Um, and by no means am I, am I perfect or as a teacher, as a coach, but I like to think that when, some, when I fail at something or when I struggle at something, I can be resilient enough um, to hopefully overcome whatever's thrown at me. Yeah, and I, and I couldn't agree with you more on, uh, on what you just said. And I'm, I'm so glad that you, that you added that to the conversation. So as we, as we kind of start to wrap up here, um, I was just curious if there were, there were any final thoughts uh, that you wanted to kind of throw out into the universe uh, before we start kind of wrapping it, wrapping it up. I know I actually kind of, I've stolen this from Rick and Rick, if you're listening, um, I hope you enjoyed that little segment about BST and uh, I'm stealing this last little bit, but if you, I like to always give the guests when I have them on and they're, uh, I'm lucky enough for them to join me. Um, I always like to ask them if they have any, any final thoughts or any final words that they would like to share with the folks that are listening. Yeah, well, I think I'll, 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 um, I'll stick on the, the point of transparency. And, and, and Jimmy, I've really enjoyed this. I think you're doing a great job. Um, and, um, and hopefully someone out there gets something out of it. Um, but I think transparency uh, is most effective when you're building relationships with, with people, right, Jimmy? I don't know if, if we could have coached you as hard as we did <clears throat> without having that baseline, without having that relationship. So I, I, I think, you know, developing a connection and a relationship with people is, is extremely important. Um, I think transparency comes down to, to being a truth teller, right? I think you got to be a truth teller. I think you got to be honest, um, even when the truth hurts. You know, and this is something, again, it's hard. I'm a person who doesn't love conflict, right? I, I don't deal super well when, when someone's upset with me or, um, or, or a conflicting situation. Um, so I think it's, it's probably in my nature to let things go. Um, but that's when, you know, I got to do right by myself and right by, you know, the Tuxbury basketball program and the, and the students in Tuxbury, et cetera, um, to, to really be a truth teller. Um, and understand that that sometimes the truth the truth can hurt, but hopefully it it fosters growth. Um, and then the last thing, and, and I'll give you credit on this, Jimmy. I, I use this a lot. Jimmy and I maybe well, was it last two years ago? Um, we're working in uh, together. See, this whole thing comes full circle because what Jimmy hasn't yeah. told you is he actually um, worked with us two years ago at BST um, as a as a coach and a trainer. Um, but I but but I I always think. Um, the, or I always think of the uh, teaching strategy that you use. You call it the hamburger uh, teaching, the hamburger method. And yeah. it's um, when you give feedback to someone, you, you know, you got the, 
uh, if you think of a hamburger, right, the two pieces of bread and, 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 the, uh, and the patty, but you kind of go positive, uh, which is like the first part of the bread. Then you go to the, the growth area, which is the patty, and then you finish it with a positive. So it's almost like positive, negative, positive, or positive growth area, positive. Um, and through you, um, I've kind of adopted that because I just think um, it's a great way to get your point across to, to, to players or to students. Awesome. And thank you for sharing that. And uh, it's, I'm glad you brought up the piece about relationships because uh, there's a little quote I want to share with, uh, with the listeners. Uh, I don't know exactly the originator of it, but the longest journey that we take is actually just one foot. And that's from the head to the heart. And I think that has a lot to do with, with relationships. And when you're speaking from the heart, you're speaking from a place of love, you're speaking from a place of affection, um, and it's showing somebody that you care about them, despite, you know, if the fact, you know, maybe the truth does hurt a little bit, but at least that open and honest transparency will, will eventually, you know, instill the fact that it's coming from a place of love. Um, and uh, it, it really just, really just speaks to the idea that people don't really care how much you know, and until they know how much you care. And Steve, you're definitely a guy that cares a lot. And uh, that's why I'm, that's why I had you on. And, and I really just want to thank you for, for having this conversation. I think, like you said, there, there may be a little bit of value in this, hopefully, and uh, that some people have some takeaways. So thanks again for coming on, being your honest, transparent self. Um, and just know that, that I'm really grateful for the fact that you came on and, and were able to share some of your fantastic ideas about the topic. Well, Jimmy, thanks for having me. Um, this was, um, this was enjoyable for me. Uh, it was fun to have this back and forth. And, and like you said, hopefully someone out there can get something out of it. Um, and, um, and I look forward to continuing to listen to Warden's wisdom and continue to learn. Um, whether it's, it's dopamine, whether it's reading a poem, whether it's seeing how you ran the marathon, whether it's seeing how you gave up uh, caffeine for a month, um, I'm all ears. So thanks a lot, Jimmy. All right. Thank you for listening, folks. We appreciate it. All right, Boots. So thank you for listening, folks, to this podcast about transparency and teaching and coaching. I hope you got something out of it and are able to take some of these ideas and try to apply them into your realm. And with that being said, if there were some ideas that really resonated with you and you feel like they might resonate with other people, please feel free to share this podcast with others that might enjoy it. Uh, please feel free to also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That way you can really stay updated with when we release new episodes uh, each each time one is released. So I really appreciate everybody's love and support. I couldn't do it without you. And stay tuned for our next episode.